Welcome to the motherhood journey. I am so glad that you're here. This is a space where we allow the daily joys and the tough moments to shape us and build us into the beautiful and powerful women that God originally designed us to be. Let's walk this out, mamas. Let's enjoy the journey of motherhood and see it as the blessing that it is. Hello, mamas. Welcome back to um, another episode. I'm so glad you're here. Today is the first podcast of our new series, which is really fun. So I'm doing, I think, a five-part podcast series on biblical womanhood, wifehood, motherhood, just looking at the main Bible passages that I know of that speak about what it means to be a woman in Christ, what the Lord has laid down in his word as some guidelines, instructions, commands, um, general characteristics, all of those kind of cool things. Um, This is kind of birthed out of me um, just really wanting this for myself, like really wanting to, as you know, have a countercultural perspective on life and have my actions be not just submissive, to the culture around me without a thought behind it. I want to be pursuing Jesus and everything and I want to be a mum that is guided by God's word and truth and a wife and a woman. And I think um, we've chatted heaps about being a a mother on here, which will continue to be in all of these podcasts. But I think just even being a wife and being a woman, if you fit any of these categories, which will be easy to because they're so broad, but... um, I think that it can be very easy to follow the voice of this world. It is so loud. And I really hope that today and throughout all of these podcasts, I can be really inspired and you can be really inspired in what the word actually says about this kind of stuff because it's pretty clear on some things and I think um, can be really impactful um, to us to take a stance for what is truth. Um, So a quick guideline over it all so you know what you're in for. I think I'm going to do a New Testament biblical women podcast now and new testament um part two next week then two the next two podcasts be old testament both of them um just because there's so many women and scriptures to analyze in both i'm going to do two parts for each and then the last number five be the banger of proverbs 31 because i really do think proverbs 31 um truly shows what an incredibly biblical woman can look like and it's a really fun passage to do a whole podcast on so buckle down I hope that that can be exciting for you guys um and today we're specifically going to be talking about Titus 2 and 1 Peter 3 and then next week for the second New Testament one will be the two Marys so Jesus mum and Mary um Magdalene and then also the passage in Ephesians and anything else that may pop up in my mind of a New Testament woman. If there's any scriptures in there that I haven't mentioned or passages from the New Testament, shoot me a message on the Motherhood Journey Instagram and um, I'd love to dive into that as well. Um, but I think I'm just going to be doing the study alongside you guys. I'm just going to read it out and just share the main points um, or insight that I get from it. Um, it should be really fun. Something I would like to um, point out before we dive into our first passage was that um, it was really cool as I was thinking about all these things this week and reading different passages and gathering things. Um, someone who really inspires me in motherhood and just being a woman um, is this lady, Jessica, from the Three Rivers Homestead. And she um, shared her heart and opinions on what it means to be a godly woman and a godly wife. Um, and it was really cool because she was sharing that what she personally sees from scripture wasn't that you, um, I think sometimes people can think that if you're a godly woman or a godly wife, you need to look what like a 1950s um, home wife looked like. Um, 
And she was saying that it's just not about that. Um, what the word shows is doing things diligently with your whole heart and being a manager of the home and providing for your family well. Um, and so I think we can sometimes think, does that need to mean, I don't know, all the things that I'm kind of into, like baking your own bread and like growing your own veggies and things like that to be able to be classified as a good godly woman. Um, and I just want to say at the start, get go that it's just not about that at all. Um, it's really, it'll be really fun as we read these passages because there are some really clear things that are um, more similar maybe to a 1950s housewife in some of these descriptions. But there's also so many things that are just of incredible empowerment and strength and working outside of the home and, and doing things like that. So I think it's going to be a really fun journey to read these things and really break it down and not just allow even in the biblical understanding it to be a stereotypical um, perspective, but to um, hear what the scripture says. And I just really invite you guys to um, have your heart open and to be speaking to the Holy Spirit about everything you listen to as always, please. <laughs> um, and just take the gold for you because there's going to be different things Holy Spirit highlights um, for you to grow in in your woman journey as I am in my own um and I think they're the things to really dive deep in with him and um I'm going to read Titus 2 um if you want to I'm going to read the scripture and then just share my points um I might have said this already but feel free to read along with me if you like um or you can read it afterwards so Titus 2 chapter 2 you can pause the podcast if you need to to find it I'm just reading from three to five. So I encourage you after this, if you want to read it yourself, read the whole chapter of two so you can get the content context around it. I out read the whole thing when I was, um, sorry, I pricked myself writing notes about this, but for time's sake, I'm just going to read you the few verses. So two Titus three to five says, older women likewise are to be reverent in behavior, not slanderous or slaves to much wine. They are to teach what is good, And so train the young women to love their husbands and children, to be self-controlled, pure, working at home, kind and submissive to their own husbands. The word of God may not be reviled. Very cool. Um, So the notes that I've written here is I kind of just liked to break it down because I was like, all right, we're talking about two categories here. So we've got um, kind of a set of criteria or things you're working towards as an older woman and then a set of things that those older women are meant to be teaching the younger women. So um, the, the far, four things that I wrote down for older women that it kind of clearly wrote was, first one was being reverent in behavior. So when I looked up reverent, it was like a solemn respect. And when I think about what this could really mean for what older women are wanting to be, um, I kind of saw it as like, that you're just like walking in wisdom. You are walking in a place of maturity out of like a deep respect for who God is and even of what life is and what actually matters and setting your priorities straight and um, having a clear mind with strong roots, you know. Um, Yeah, being reverent in behavior, like solemn respect in the things that you spend your time with and the actions you allow to come out of your life because of who you are and, and the journey you've lived. Um, and just before I continue analyzing this, for me, I wanted to see what it needed for an older woman. Because even though I don't necessarily consider myself an older woman yet, even though I am older than some people, um, these are things that if they're what God wants the older women to be functioning in, they're things I want to be working in right now. Because I'm kind of like, well, that's my 
standard or my goal to be where I am when I'm older. So they're the things that I want to allow my heart to be pursuing and opening and let allow myself to authentically work towards that. And even with all of this, like everything is just seeds planting your heart and you want to be working on creating that good soil because all of the word that gets planted, it's then how good is the soil? Um, go read um, the Gospels if you need to understand that more of um, the parable of the sower. But I want to make sure I have really good soil so that when the seeds fall into my heart, like from this podcast or people I listen to or the word of God comes into you, your soil's good so that the Father may water it and it may grow that good fruit. So let's allow these things to be seeds so that when we become older women, this is what's um, manifesting out of us. First one is being reverent in behavior, which I see is just beautiful to be growing in and it's something I'm trying to work towards because I think it's such a huge thing um, being a woman of God and wanting to follow God is breaking off drama off your life I think there's such a culture for women especially in the world to create a big drama about the things that are happening or even overthink it or over talk about it or yeah fluff it up rather than the things that actually matter um and so I think that's a good one of encouragement to me to be continuing to pursue to break that drama off or making things a bigger fantasy than they need to be and just um persevere and be diligent through things Alrighty, second one was not be slanderous. So I also looked up slanderous um, and it's saying to not be false or um, malicious, which is really cool. I think um, those things seem like, oh, like that's kind of obvious. Like, of course, I'm not going to be pursuing that. But when I read the word malicious, it kind of made me think of how women sometimes like to gather and just spend time like gossiping or um, yeah, just bouncing off each other in hardships or um, things that can be relatable um, or even just pursuits of wanting to put others down or wanting to put our husbands down like kind of that tall poppy syndrome in Australia where we like unfortunately some people like to um, speak badly of others to make themselves look better um, yeah I just kind of saw that like just it's hard. God's so good it's all about the heart like that slanderous perspective of being malicious is if you're cultivating a pure heart then you'll stuff up but like in your general walk and your general ways you won't be someone who's slanderous if you're pursuing goodness um slave to much wine is um clear um i think it's just being self-controlled and not even needing to have that numbing tool when you get older it's like not even needing something that needs to distract you or decrease um what your brain's thinking which like we don't need to be there yet. Like I find myself constantly being like, I'm so tired. Like I just want to consume something good like Instagram or whatever to just allow my mind to, to relax for a little bit, um, which I think is so fine. Just pursuing health in that, you know, like trying to make sure you are filling your mind with goodness and not just, again, other people's drama or whatever, like, you know. Um, and then the last one is teaching younger women in dot, dot, dot. Um, and even that one I want to write as a point because I'm like, I want to be in a place when I'm older where I can pour into younger women. And um, that's my heart even for this platform was that I felt like so much was bubbling out of me. I wanted to release it and not be necessarily a teacher over others, but be like a partaker with them, like walking out the journey with others and allow it to be a place of support and bouncing back of um, bringing some of the realness of the hardships of motherhood. But really bringing that deep, strong calling of like, let's go after truth though, ladies. Like, let's be free, let's be powerful, share the hard, but be pursuing so much more depth and goodness and power, which is really cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I think 
if we are able to be in a place where we teach younger women, like that is beautiful. Like imagine if all of the older generation, their heart and pursuit was to go after younger women and train them how to do the next following things I'm about to say. Like if we were just doing that on loop, we'd have generation after generation of just beautiful culture and God-fearing women, um, which I think is powerful. So that's something I want to get to a place where I'm older, where I'm hopefully even more than me just sharing a podcast and sharing my feelings alongside of you. But feeling confident and at rest enough in the journey I've journeyed on and the things I've questioned and the ways I've seeked God so that I have beauty and wisdom to give others, um, which I think is cool. And I think that you don't need to just be a certain personality type to do that. I think all women can. It might just be over a cup of tea with one or two women in your whole life or it might be a constant pouring out. I don't know what it is for you, but that's something for older women to be doing and what that word says. All right, let's dive into what younger women are meant to be taught and so what we should be pursuing as younger women. Um, first one is doing what is good. Woohoo, I love that. So clear, so easy. You know what, ladies, if you sometimes feel lost in your day, um, if you just wake up being like, oh, I feel a bit purposeless what I have to do, get up Titus too. This tells you like a few clear points of what you should be doing with your days and your time. So first one is doing what is good. If you can just think of anything good, do it. I love that. Um, and the next few are being trained in. I love how clear and straightforward these are. Loving their husband. Amazing. Like what a life pursuit to be like seeking God more and how to love your husband. Not just get through the day or get tasks done, but like think about who they are as a person, what their needs are. Um, I was also challenged by someone who was sharing their opinion of going like, how many times in your day or your life do you go up to your husband and say, hey, what can I do to help you today? I'm like, even though that sounds so simple, she was saying so often she gets to the end of her day and her husband gets home from work and she's like, oh, thank God you're here. Here's all of my to-do lists that I need you to help me with. Or even she shared that she sometimes was slack with her own time or was lazy and didn't manage herself well. So then put her household jobs onto his shoulders when he would get home from his work. And it was simply because of a result of her not shooting herself well enough. Um, and like raise your hand if you can join this camp of doing this I mind is mine is high um I think that being a mum is a massive job and the load can feel really heavy sometimes so it's easy when our husbands come in to just want to dump it all on them but I hope that you alongside me if we're like pursuing what it means to be like a godly woman in all of this we are walking towards a life of rest and a life of where we are functioning under his yoke and his burden, which is light and easy. And we're letting him be our teacher and we're letting him take the burden off us. Um, because I really believe even though life can be full and we need high capacities to be mums of many children or even one, I really believe that if we're doing it with God through an authentic journey, he can release that that heaviness and that burden over us and allow us to be empowered and strong and thrive in the fullness of what it means to be a mom taking care of all the little hats that we're taking care of um so yes that was just a challenging one for me to just love my husband but I definitely can do that um loving their children powerful so powerful to authentically be at rest and enjoy the presence of your children around you and be at their level and love them and put them first and I think there's such a culture in our world right now to put them first in that we're like giving them agency and allowing them to have control and be their own people but I think there is a huge culture where we can badmouth our kids or um, 
just yeah be like doing like wine o'clock in the afternoon and just be like oh I'm so thankful I don't have time with them anymore I'm so sick of them or whatever and um although it's totally understandable to be exhausted um I think just having a culture where you love your kids is powerful and I am encouraged myself to kind of dive into what that means more on a daily practical basis to love your children in a biblical sense which is like love is patient love is kind is not easily angered (laughs) that is for me not easily angered oh my gosh like um doesn't hold record of wrongs like yeah it's cool that would be really cool to dive into that more like 1 Corinthians 13 of love with your children um rather than just doing it through I think the way of the world which is a lot about empowerment but I think that some of the cultures of the world um in yeah can just decrease growing your children in discipline, training and honour and a respect culture. Um, so love can look a little bit different. I think sometimes when it's like based on Jesus rather than just what feels good because it's not about feelings. It's interesting. Um, anyway, next one is self-controlled. Um, that's really powerful, being self-controlled. And I feel like I, when I was growing up and I learned a lot about being self-controlled, it was all in the church about um, like lust and sexual things like that's what self-control meant <laughs> to not go into these things and I think for women like definitely there's ways we struggle with that and can struggle with that but often that's less of a struggle for us and I, I think massively our struggle of self-control is in our mind and the thoughts that we think and that's definitely a journey I'm on I'm um, being pure love that love that so much working at home which was such a cool because I am such an advocate for having this as your main heart and your main pouring into and just for that to pop up there I was like oh that's so cool like that's on the list of one of the main core things God wants so of course you can spend some time working out of the home but I would um challenge you to think about what that means for you in your journey and your story um if that is included there in working at home does that mean full time in the home does that mean the home is just your highest priority but you can also work outside of the home does that mean part part what does that mean for you it's really cool. For me, I feel really called to give my whole self to my home, homemaking, homeschooling, home birthing. Just I love the home and wanting to create a beautiful home for my family and I have a very long way to go with that. But it's a really purpose-filled journey. So I'm excited to do that. Um, being kind. I love that. Just being a kind woman. How nice is that? Um, and last one is submission, submissive to their own husbands. Wow very powerful something that you know I am passionate about if you've listened to my previous podcast and the ones on gender roles um all right and so all of this says that if we are pursuing these things the result is that the word of God may not be reviled how awesome is that um when I looked up reviled it was that kind of like insulting like kind of accusing and like aggressive um anger or insults towards it and it's like God, like there must be mystery in this. Like I feel like if we pursue these and things and function in them as women, God is saying somehow through all of this um, combined with submission to our husbands, the word of God is not reviled. Like the word of God is not insulted. It's like we actually get to be light through just being love in our own homes and to our own families. Like that's really beautiful. Alrighty, let's dive on to our next one because I'm um, definitely rambling on here, but hopefully you can be encouraged in your own study of it. Alright, so let's dive over to 1 Peter 3. Again, pause this podcast if you'd like to find it and listen, or you can just close your eyes while I read it out loud. Um, I'm going to be reading 1 Peter 3, 1 to 7. And then I realize I am going to just quickly read 
um, a few little scriptures from, excuse me, 1 Timothy, um, but I won't analyze them with you because otherwise this podcast will be too long. But I realize I do want to just include those scriptures from 1 Timothy um, in this first part because it's one of those like bangers, like, you know, like the New Testament has like, I feel like 1 Peter 3, Titus, and then the 1 Timothy passages that just say a few really clear bangers of what it means to be a woman. Um, but I won't analyze them. And especially for this one, because the 1 Timothy one is more controversial with like women not speaking in church, which is just its own thing. Um, but let me dive into this first before I get ahead of myself. So 1 Peter 3, 1 to 7 says, Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands continues to pop up so that even if some do not obey the word they may be one without a word by the conduct of their wives when they see your respectful and pure conduct so powerful my friends so powerful do not let your adorning be external the braiding of hair and putting on of gold jewelry or the clothing you wear but let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with this with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit which in god's sight is very precious For this is how the holy women who hoped in God used to adorn themselves by submitting to their own husbands. As Sarah obeyed Abraham, calling him Lord, and you are her children, if you do good and do not fear anything that is frightening. I will stop there. So it goes on to husbands. Um, Such a cool passage. I've shared this before, this passage specifically um, in a podcast previously, so I won't talk too long on it. But if you haven't heard that, to hear the summary of this beautiful passage, First off, it's speaking about the power that us women have. And it's an incredibly awesome power because I think sometimes when our husbands do things we don't think is great, we can definitely get into the nagging realm. Um, Not good. I can do it. Not a great thing. I'm super passionate um, about praying for your husband in those ways. Praying for your husband anyway every day. Super passionate about it. I think it's just awesome. Um, But this, this word says that if our like be sub, like um subject um oh my gosh be subject to your own husband so submit unto them, and then while doing that if they don't obey the word of God so not if they're not a believer if they're even a believer or not a believer whichever one you have, let's use for example if they're a believer but something they're doing you're like mm, don't agree don't think that's the best I don't think that's following the word of God, instead of nagging them like have a healthy communication about it but instead of nagging them, this literally says without even a word they can be won over by our respectful and pure conduct. Isn't that awesome? I read this in the King James Version with the BLB Bible where it like breaks it down into the original language. Um, And it says, if any obey not the word, they also may without the word be won by the conversations or when I looked up the um, original root word, it says behaviors of the wives. While they behold your chaste, again, root word was clean, pure, perfect, conversations behaviors coupled with fear being alarm or frightening frightened so it's like they watch your perfect and pure behaviors with like fear and alarm of like I don't know it's like it brings this awareness and this alertness and alarmness of like whoa they're just incredible how they just continue to be at rest and serve with love and function in goodness when I'm over here not following ways that build joy and righteousness in my life and that can win them over and be convicting enough. It's kind of like this beautiful sense of surrender and aligning yourself with God and allowing that be what faith is. 
like not even needing to believe and muster up this something. It's that your faith is that the word of God is true and that when you submit yourself to God, he will take care of your husband. And that is such a big belief of mine that if I do my part that the word says to submit to my husband and I'm praying for him, I believe God is good enough and able enough and faithful enough to father my husband so that then the truth will be come you know because of God's goodness it's like I do my part God does his part it all works out well um so that's really powerful um and then obviously the next part is what we all know of which the Timothy passage talks about as well of just not allowing your beauty to come from your outside um which is really cool and beautiful um but to let it be of the hidden person of the heart the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit um I think that that is really cool and really encouraging um and it gives you two kind of really clear characteristics to be going after being gentle and quiet in spirit which again so countercultural like I know that the world is screaming at us to have our rights and to be loud and to be obnoxious and arrogant and prideful and stand our ground and not let nobody do nothing to you (laughs) um and I really hope and believe that um people should be in healthy relationships um and this all yeah applies in that standard um but I think that when you are yeah in a healthy place um that if you are pursuing just as a woman or as an individual to be gentle and quiet in spirit I think that it can help you with a lot of things I know for me when I step out of being gentle or quiet in spirit then I'm stepping out of being humble and meek which is like the biblical keys to all things in Christianity if you are humble and meek your whole everything gets to be open to be receiving from the Lord his goodness and his truth and I think that often if you're like me and you have a situation with your husband or your children you may rush to speak or justify or stand for your rights or be emotional about it And I think if we're pursuing a gentle and quiet spirit, we're again continually submitting ourselves to even God and his goodness to work in a situation um, rather than being nagging wives, which I think is super beautiful and powerful. Note that we will be talking about in later passages, especially Proverbs, of all the strength he can hold as a woman. So I'm not trying to say be gentle as in be nothing, but um, yeah. This passage is beautiful in how it says that is something that God sees as beautiful. That if you deep down inside are actually at rest and content and gentle, it is an incredibly beautiful characteristic to have as a woman. And I think that it can make a real mark and impact in this world and to our families, which is super cool. Alrighty, I'm going to read to us quickly the 1 Timothy passages because... I think they're awesome. I'm just going to read them out to you and um, jump around 1 Timothy 2 um, and 1 Timothy 3 and let you have your own sparkings and your own time with Holy Spirit um, as I read them to you. So I'm just going to jump around a bit, but again, please do read it all in context when you are up to reading it. So we've got 1 Timothy 2, 9 to 15, which says... I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger or quarreling. Likewise, also that women should adorn themselves in respectful apparel, with modesty and self-control, not with braided hair and gold or pearls or costly attire, but what is proper for women who profess godliness 
with good works. Let a woman learn quietly with all submissiveness. I do not permit a woman to teach or to exercise authority over a man. Rather, she is to remain quiet. For Adam was formed first, then Eve. And Adam was not deceived, but the woman was deceived and became a transgressor. Yet, she will be saved through childbearing. If they continue in faith and love, holiness and self-control. Then we've got 1 Timothy 3 verse 5. For if someone does not know how to manage his own household, how will he care for God's church? That's more referring to men and their um, place in being an overseer within the church. But I thought it was a really cool to one to point out because for men or women, it's like showing that we often can just push our household to the side and be like, I should be doing big things in the world. But I think if this passage is saying for an overseer to need to even be able to take care of their own home, before they can take care of a church. I think it shows that there's value in what's going on in the management of a home. All right, 1 Timothy 3.11. Their wives, likewise, must be dignified, not slanderous, but sober-minded, faithful in all things. Beautiful. So um, especially that first 1 Timothy passage is controversial and there are many different perspectives and I don't even know fully where I stand yet in women, in how strong and forward it is about them being silent. But I think... Um, again, I really encourage you to seek Holy Spirit. And for me, what I really take from that is, again, a culture and a heart to see that a man has his role to be the leader um, and a woman has her role to be the helper and to submit and to to bring beauty and goodness in a place of more meekness. Um, Not that we can't be powerful, bold, strong women. You know, I believe in all that. But um, yeah. Again, I didn't want to interpret that too much because this podcast is going to go way too long, but it's just one that I wanted to chuck out there um, as we continue analyzing all the different biblical perspectives in the New Testament. Alrighty, that is enough for me on those three passages. Um, next week, join in where as we do our last New Testament one, and it'll be the two Marys and then Ephesians, and I'm sure I'll probably add something else in there, which will be really fun to analyze those. Um, and then the following weeks will be the Old Testament, which will be fun. Let me pray for you guys and um, please contact me on Instagram if you want to chat more about any of this stuff. I always love to go deeper with you guys. Um, Lord Jesus, excuse me, um, thank you for your word and that you actually do have some really clear things labeled down for us. And it's really fun to even in these first few passages find like a few similarities of submission to our husbands and taking kind of the lesser valued um, stance but while also being powerful in our beauty and our love and our gentleness and allowing that to be our strength. Um, I pray you would open all of our hearts, Lord, to really get what your word's saying and live it out in its fullness and its truth, um, that we may hopefully enjoy the fruit that is meant to come through living out your word, Lord God. Thank you that we are women. That is what you chose for us, to be women, and we get to be women or mums or wives or all three, and you have clear things written out in your word and it's exciting to find them and dive deep into them as a community and to pursue living them out in our week the best that we can completely rely on you holy spirit we pray that you would grow all of us lord jesus to want to be the women that you have written out for us to be and i pray that you give us deep clarity and supernatural insight to be able to live this out um, in the fullness of what you intended it to be thank you for these mothers i pray you may strengthen them and bless them today in jesus name Amen.
If you enjoyed tuning in today, subscribe here and connect with me over on Instagram where you can DM me or find my email as I'd love to connect deeper and pray with you.